Hi, I'm Michaela Loach. And I'm Rebecca. And this is the Yikes Podcast. And welcome back to the Yikes Podcast, the podcast about all the things that make us go yikes. Um, there are so many things in the world, um, but we want to talk about all these kind of issues of injustice and how we can have justice and how we can lean into the yikes situation and instead move towards collective liberation and a better future together um, through action. And well, happy Earth Day. Or. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Or happy greenwashing day. day. Actually, this pisses me off so much because, like, I used to love Earth Day and I used to celebrate it as, like, I don't know, as a child. I was just Mm -hmm. like, this is so nice. And now it's just greenwashing day. And that's why we're going to talk about greenwashing today. You know, just keeping in the spirit. Yeah, and it's just, I think it's annoying because with all of these, like, international days, capitalism comes along and is like, I'm going to ruin it for you. Like, I'm going to ruin all of these things. It's like when we talked about, um, in our Beyond White Feminism episode, how we talked about um, International Women's Day being now co-opted and turned to International Girl <laughs> Boss Day. It's like, <laughs> a day has become yeah. a, just an opportunity for companies to just greenwash the heck good, yeah. out of themselves um, and just co-opt movements for their own yeah it's um well sometimes i do wonder like who has time to like set up these international everything days in the first place and like i always just find out about them after like find out about them afterwards i'm just like wow Mm -hmm. you guys are really on it like that's like top a lot of the time i I only realize that these days are happening because of the emails i get from a company yes Yeah. <laughs> Go up them. I mean, not with Earth Day. Like Earth Day is something that I mean, yeah, we're yeah. both I think aware of a lot of the time, um, and every year when it comes around, and like because of Mizrona, well, they won't be able to be protesting yeah. in the same way as they usually are, um, because like I guess that's a good way mm-hmm. to use Earth Day. Um, but today in this episode, um, in honor of um, this greenwashing day, um, we're going to talk mm. about greenwashing and what greenwashing yeah. is and why it's feck and worst, mm. and both of us. I've had a drink. Yeah, so. we're ready. We're ready for the SARS and for the for the dragging of the companies that, yeah, just like bully the heck out of us, basically. I think at some point this is like, it's bullying and violent. But maybe we can start off with what actually greenwashing is. Um, yeah, so I guess like, as like maybe a formal definition before we like dive deep into it. Generally, like I would describe it as like a process by which companies or businesses and also governments um, provide actively misla- misleading information about their services or processes uh, to deceive the consumers into believing that their products are actually environmentally friendly or sustainable. Um, that sounds very complex, but basically it's just like them actively using misinformation to like green very ungreen products and also misinformation can look like them saying things that are factually true but Mm. in a context which these facts are kind of made much bigger than they actually are like a company who says we have this new conscious range which is made out of recycled materials but then like the small print is like actually only one percent of the products in this right range are made of recycled materials and actually the structural context of that is that company creates like thousands of garments every single day and has no plans to scale back the amount of garments that they're making all they do is come out with this conscious line to kind of make themselves look better that's what greenwashing is it's basically like a yeah. company being like how can we make ourselves look better like how can we mm-hmm. also how can we make kind of consumers feel better about their purchases like that's also another thing about it is i think a lot a big part of yeah. it is these conscious lines these ethical lines or whatever i don't think that they are for the benefit of the people who are harmed by the normal lines or the the normal kind of roads of production or the normal um kind of supply chains they more seem to exist to make people who already have like capital or who already have power um and probably a lot of those people who live in contexts that like the both of us live like in quote unquote mm. global north or we live in the uk for that's our context kind of make mm. those people who are buying the clothes feel like they've done a good deed by buying that um yeah and it's just really misleading it's just really really misleading and it's it's upsetting because it makes people think that that's kind of enough um and it's basically Mm -hmm. just manipulation 
by these companies. For sure. And like, yeah, exactly what you're saying of like, it's almost like a kind of like woke washing of like, mm -hmm. but look, like we are dedicated to sustainability, even though it's like 0.0%, but they make it all of their like headlines and like even the logos are, for example, you know, they use very... Um, like colors or symbols that are um, inherently kind of like make us think of green or for example you know like BP like there's a reason why the symbol is green because green is associated with like good things and hope and um, kind of like nature right like of course they're not going to root like use, use like red colors because that's kind of off-putting like historically and like intrinsically for us so like i don't know it's just i think it's like really interesting like how they use certain methods to make themselves look better but also make us like you said like feel better about the choices that we do and being like oh but they are dedicated to social change like even in the words that they use these days right like and so we are like By, by me using their products, like actually I'm doing something good. Like it's not just like minimizing harm. It's almost like it's turned like upside down where we think we're doing positive things. Like, mm. act and I think that's like so dangerous for me. Like sometimes I'd rather just have governments or companies just being like, we don't give a fuck. Yes. I'd rather have that than just like them manipulating us. Mm -hmm. Because for me, that's like, that's more dangerous because then we think we are actually making progress when really we're just deepening the crisis. Yeah, like if, if they're going to be dickheads to the world, like be it with your full chest. Like why? <laughs> like, like <laughs> stop lying. Like why yeah. you always lie? <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference to a reel that I made. This, but like I've now got to the point where I don't find it embarrassing. I actually find it hilarious. Um, <laughs> I think it's amazing. Uh, but it was it. about greenwashing and like why are they always yeah. lying? But why are they always lying? Well, I'll mm. answer that for you. Um, <laughs> it's because. Kind of what you're talking about, Joe, about like um, the reason that they, they do it is because they want people to think that the company overall is great. So even mm. if what they're saying is factually correct, so maybe they're saying like, we have invested in hydrogen or something, I don't know, or we care about the plant, like, oh, I mean, that's definitely bullshit. But um, even if they say like, oh, we have made this line from recycle cost, I'm just going to go to this example again, because it's just quite easy. Um, the fact that they're overstating that and they only mm. market that fact is because they recognize that people actually don't want to support companies or allow companies to exist that are causing harm to the planet and to people. Mm. Um, and so what they want is this thing called like a social license to exist. They want the general public to think of them in a way that is good, that isn't, that they don't think of them as someone who's harmful. They think of a, a company that's there doing a good thing or, or at least isn't causing harm. And Public perception is something that companies care about so much because if they have a good public perception, they can make more money because people will buy more mm. of their things. The reality is, is these corporations, they do not give a fuck about anything apart from yeah. making profits um, and making money for their shareholders yeah. because under capitalism, like that's what companies exist for. Like they, they just yeah. have to make the maximum amount of profit for their shareholders. So a fast fashion brand coming out with a conscious line or a fossil fuel company doing, if you look at like BP's Instagram, for example, them only posting about carbon capture storage or whatever kind of bullshit technolo technological kind of solution that they want to talk about. Mm. Um, that is just like the public perception that they want to put out. That's not actually mm. even what they're doing with most of the resources they have or the time they have or everything that they have. Um, it's just what they want the public to see. And it's a way of like hiding what's actually happening. It's like, oh, mm. focus on this stuff and ignore the fact that we are still exploring for new oil and gas. Ignore the fact that like our garment workers can't unionize. Ignore that fact, but mm. we have a we have a conscious line. Or like we care about the planet. <laughs> it's like Yeah. Ah, it's so manipulative. Yeah, it's actually it's actually so grim. Like but these companies are so dedicated to like PR and mm -hmm. media and politics. Like I think we really underestimate like how well they are organized because for example, like when I first started thinking about like futurism and like, so like thinking about futures and stuff, I learned that like, for example, Shell was one of the first like companies or like, like any type of like organization to think about like to like do scenarios thinking where so basically like you set a timeline and you imagine the different outcomes or like the different spaces you could be in by that point and because of that they were able to locate 
possible avenues for oil exploration, mm. which other companies and other governments had not on their radar at all. And so, for example, they really looked at like Russia and the Russia, like Russia as a global player, which no one else had considered 50 years ago. And for me, I was like, that just like shook me to the core. Mm. Shook it! Because for me... <laughs> but like (laughs) but for real because i was like you are so calculated and like even like now like some of the messaging that they do it like you can see that they look at social movement spaces where they Mm -hmm. like copy and paste literally almost like the exact headlines and you're like we are doing collective change for transitions um mobilizing Mm -hmm. i'm i want to gag because i'm just like that is like you're literally taking away these powerful mm-hmm. messages that we are trying to organize under and you are you're making it seem appealing to a white mass mm. and and that's the thing and i i mean in some way it kind of at some point it also brings me hope that there is so much greenwashing because they do it because they feel threatened in themselves because people are waking up to like this is not how we want to live our lives like we don't want to support companies that actually exploit, but they are super successful, so it's not really a win. So I think the thing that I find the biggest issue with it is is the fact that it works, like the greenwashing mm. works, and I don't think, and we can't blame people for the fact that it works on them because these companies have so much more power than like in yeah. individual like lay people have. Like it's mm. it's just unreasonable to expect everyone in the population to be able to unpack these oh, lies sure. that these com- that these companies have like spent billions on they spent billions on their mm. marketing they care so much about their marketing and pr um and it is like a deliberate strategy and if, if people want to kind of learn more about pr especially from a fossil fuel standpoint and kind of where greenwashing came from um the drilled podcast i've talked about it many times um does has a whole series on the history of pr and fossil fuel companies mm. pr and how basically even the idea of like public relations and like having marketing in the same way as it is now was created to protect the fossil fuel industry from criticism Mm. and how they care so much about the social license to exist because it is the fact that um kind of widespread we like let me say we but like collect the collective we of the world have allowed the fossil fuel industry to exist this long is because They've been given this social license to exist because there's been this, um, the propaganda that they've, they've spread about the necessity of them and the fact that we couldn't do anything mm. else without them. Like that's what they invest in putting across. Um, and then also kind of connecting back to what you're saying about um, futurism. It That also connects back to the episode we did on um, perfectionism and, um, mm. and how um, kind of in that episode we talked about like, the, the quote unquote other side they use imagination too like and that's kind of scary Literally, and that's yeah. why but that shows the power of imagination in being able to implement mm-hmm. things because their use of futurism and imagination allowed them to do things and implement things so it shows that it's really powerful if you like have yeah. the ability to do it um and yeah and like, i think that gosh i know all of this i, just, I find all of this so overwhelming <laughs> it's so yeah. overwhelming and it's actually so grim and like i mean the oil fossil fuel companies, like, they are so good at it as well. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes, like, really, like, it strikes me off, like, do you really, bl- like, believe these lies? Yeah. Like, because, like, they must have also, you know, a lot of, for example, like, the executives and all of that, like, I, th- I think, like, they really believe no, their they lies. they do, they do, like, yeah, yeah. Because I remember, like, being at the Scottish Oil Club dinner in Scotland, uh, like, in Edinburgh a few years ago, and they were literally, like, we talked with some of them, well, talked, shouted at them, and they and they shouted back, and they were like, "But you're wearing a plastic raincoat, like you're causing the climate crisis." And I was like, first of all, shut up! Like, do you really believe this? Like, do you really be-? and like you know?" And there were people, and they were like, "Yeah, but we're bringing this and this through the through oil and gas exploration." And I think that's like another strategy of greenwashing, where they think that they bring like jobs and profit mm-hmm. and development to the regions that they exploit and um and obviously we know that this is false and this is also based on colonial ideologies where like a, a company gets to decide what is development for a region and blah 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 but i'm reading i'm reading a book right now which is exactly on that it's like about um a community um that fights an oil um 
an oil exploration firm or company in their local area um and where like over decades basically because they've been exploring oil um but it's it was all under like kind of like first of like first came like the church and th- saying you know like you have to follow our god and then the oil company came and mm. they were like through this you will redeem yourselves um and wow. it will bring you you know it will bring you the enlightenment that you can't even imagine right now and it's so interesting like this book is so interesting so it's called um we were beautiful i think mm. um but it's so interesting to to read it from their perspective, right? Because we never get to hear the stories of people at the front lines or like very, you know, not a lot at least, obviously with the Ogani 9 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we do hear more and more these stories, but it's actually the way that these companies trick, trick us, trick all of us into thinking that they are doing things for the benefit of us. Yeah. It's so sinister. It's actually so sinister. It is, yeah, I guess one thing that also a lot of um, oil and gas companies will use to defend themselves is like, but we invest in renewables. Like we care mm. about renewables or we're doing carbon capture storage. They love to talk about, if there was like a bingo oh card of like yeah. greenwashing from fossil fuel companies, then like carbon capture storage, hydrogen would be like definite Which boxes. doesn't even exist yet. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Carbon but, capture storage doesn't exist Things yet, that guys, just like, like we have other solutions that, could work that we yeah. the, that we know work already and it's just like but they love to just talk about these certain things but even in their investment yeah. so this is from um the international energy association's um report from 2019 um it showed that yeah. the oil and gas industry's capital investment um in 2019 was only 0.8 percent in renewables and carbon capture storage whereas wow. it's 99.2 percent in fossil fuels and yet if you look yeah, for example, sure. i just i anyone who's listening to this like just go on any go on chevron go on bp go on shell whoever mm-hmm. Go on their Twitter, go on, or Exxon, go on their social media or Instagram, whatever. They don't talk about that. They just talk about renewables and and (laughs) hydrogen and carbon capture storage and whatever. Like, they're not posting being like, hey, today we destroyed this natural environment. Mm. Like, they they aren't, they're choosing the narrative that they want to put across. And it is a misleading narrative because they're focusing on Mm. like the 0.8% they do and not on the 99.2%. Then to the general public, it will seem like, all that they do is renewables because that's what they talk yeah. about which is just like what <laughs> like literally not I just, and like oh. and i think we also forget that, that they have the means mm-hmm. to invest in these like if they wanted they could invest in renewables but they don't want to mm-hmm. because they know that this is not as profitable for them yeah like they want to exploit everything before they have to move on and because it's all about short term so we, we don't mm-hmm. have to yeah we don't have to pity them like never like never pity them because they have the means to do it and i mean like yeah they've caused so many crimes against humanity like umbra and the abuse and like the literal violence they've caused um mary annie's heckler talked about this on our episode so i won't go into it as much um and also on hot take they talk about this a lot but like they have literally caused many wars (laughs) and we can't really like let that slide i feel like Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I found that even in climate spaces, when I've been talking about how like how all of these companies have caused so much violence, and so there'll be someone who pipes up and is like, "But BP is like investing this much money in renew- like <laughs> what? Yeah. Like why 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 are we still defending them when they're causing so much yeah. harm? Like why are we helping their greenwashing? Like why are we supporting Literally. it? Um, aren't there other like alternatives or solutions that we can go into? Mm. Um. Are there other spaces? Because a lot in a lot of these companies, it also goes to fast fashion companies and other unethical companies. Like mm-hmm. it's their literal business model, which is the problem. Like it's mm-hmm. it's literally how they were created, which is the problem. And so unless they like f- fully shake that up and change it, it's just kind of like um, oh gosh, what's the word? Begins with R. Reform. Yes, it's just reform. So, <laughs> It's just reform. It's not actually creating change or new systems or new like things. It's just yeah. like allowing the current already harmful one to continue to exist. Yeah. I, and I think we need to grapple with like, how can we actually, like, I don't think we can graft deep transformative justice onto inherently unjust frameworks. Yeah. Like, and you know, when we, when we look at those structures, like, I wonder like how much reform is actually possible with these structures because literally like they exist on exploitation. Like Mm -hmm. the, the way, and this is why they don't invest in renewables because they know that like renewables isn't 
like doesn't fit in their pro in their in their model right until like, it has to like they'll do it when they have to do it it's similar like yeah, with electric yeah. cars like car companies like, they could have made electric cars a long time ago. like they could like a lot of com- some companies yeah. did make them a while ago but the ones that are just coming out with them now it's because they have to it's not because they want to it's like they're like oh yeah but i think the like the amount of stuff that you produce mm-hmm. is just sustainably not possible yeah like in in their framework right and like i mean like just this week like hundreds of like british gas staff was laid off because they didn't sign contracts where they would without a pay raise just work like loads of hours Mm. more so they they just fired them and they're gonna like try and take on new staff that is willing to you know not even be compliant in british law around like labor then this is in our own country Mm -hmm. right like this is and like this is where people have the ability to speak out freely you know without being because in a lot of other places this is not Mm -hmm. possible like environmental defenders every single day are being murdered by these companies Mm. um as part of their strategies to keep their their unsustainable businesses Mm -hmm. running right and like and i think this is something we need to grapple with of like already these injustices exist in our own places Mm -hmm. imagine what they do in other countries yeah and and also like highlight um also highlight how these companies will talk about how they care about jobs so much they love to talk about how Mm. they care about jobs they love to talk about it but then there'll be union busters and then they'll just fire loads of their employees so it's like "Mm, do you do you care though probably not like i think that like plans to have like a just transition or a green new deal things like that those things actually care about jobs like those actually center jobs and those actually like Mm -hmm. talk to unions and have conversations about what workers will want these companies aren't doing that like they they just like they'll just use things to protect themselves um and it's just it's just hugely frustrating and is. We just I, that's why I think it's important that as we talked about in the episode on green trolling, that's why we need to call this stuff out all the time because yeah. otherwise they get away with it and you can understand why because they have so much power and they have so many resources and these companies mm. like literally invented PR like they know what they're doing they know mm. how to communicate things in the right way and so we need to call out when these things are happening um, and we need to make sure I also think that within all of this we need to make sure that we're focusing on the companies when we're doing it um mm. so for example i think sometimes we can too for, if we see someone do a greenwashing campaign that's like an influencer or something we can sometimes mm. too too much i think focus on the individual who's done that and not on like the company as well like i think sometimes it'll be like let's character assassinate this person and it's like actually mm. they yeah they they made a very bad call they took a paycheck over people's lives <laughs> and um mm-hmm. the life of our planet um but if we make it all about that person and not about like the system and the company then we kind of losing the point i think at some point yeah i think i think that's always so context specific mm-hmm. because i think generally like i think sometimes how these like online spaces operate right it's like we see something and we just like target that that one person mm-hmm. that where we don't hold enough space of like education in a way that's like you know kind of like more receptible than also probably for them but at the same time i think when you have a certain influence yeah yeah and i think and and i think that's why i mean like context specific Mm -hmm. because when with a certain influence comes responsibility and so for example like someone who has a massive platform to promote for like to for example say like oh i'm doing a haul with I don't know, Pretty Little Lies or whatever. <laughs> I um, love how you don't even know what it's called. That's the name of a TV show. That's not the brand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pretty Little Thing is the brand. Okay. <laughs> Pretty Little Lies was like a TV show. Oh my gosh, Joe. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah. That, that brand. That brand. Yeah. That, that brand. You know, or like, I don't know. I don't like, whatever. Like, I mean, even... You know, like how recently like Pretty Patel came out to like have shopped at Primark for like five for like five grand or something. Like I think these these things they are just not necessary. Like you have options to go to other spaces and you also have spaces like and you also have the ability because of the big platform. I mean not Pretty Patel, but you know, big influencers with they already have big paychecks they don't rely on yeah. these greenwashing campaigns mm-hmm. and i think that's where that's where we can 
target the individual, but knowing that the individual in one way has, you know, is is part of a bigger system mm-hmm. that needs to be dismantled. Like, but yeah, I mean, I find it really hard sometimes in those spaces because I'm like, uh, like, this is really, really bad. And then I'm also terrified that like, maybe one day I won't like, you know, because sometimes it is hard to see completely the full transparency and we will miss out certain mm-hmm. certain parts right of the full story but i mean that's why i generally I, i'm just like ugh, most companies are shit anyway so yeah and i think uh, what you said there is important because they're, they're definitely you're right there's definitely responsibility there and also i think too often there's this like thing that i don't really like that well as, as a, def- a defense that some people do to like having worked with like a company that's really inherently harmful is like mm-hmm. Like I've got a uh, making out that they're like just scraping by when I know that these like some of these influencers yeah. are making significant amounts of money, um, and I think I've thought about this a lot and like, and I think that the difficult thing is that if someone ha- if someone has a platform, so for example, like myself, like if I as I have a platform which is built on social justice values, um, mm. if I work with a company, people are going to assume that this company espouse these same values just purely because of what I say and do and so I have a responsibility like a big responsibility to work with companies or organizations or whatever that are genuinely like legit and okay and um because Mm -hmm. if I do like if I do work with a company that say is a union buster or like doesn't pay the workers properly or doesn't Mm. like or is a fast fashion company like all these different things or if they are just terrible um then people will just assume, well, wait a minute, like this person who has these values and who I respect in this way, they've worked with them. So they can't be as bad as I thought they were. Like it's it's a way of like greenwashing, woke washing, ethical washing, all that mm-hmm. kind of washing. And that's why, because beforehand, I think I used I used to say this a lot as well. So I'd be like, why are we why are we collecting these people who already like who already do good stuff for doing greenwashing campaigns or problematic campaigns? Mm-hmm. Like there are already so many other people who are just inherently problematic that we could collect first. But I actually think that in some way it is actually worse in a social license Mm. way. Mm -hmm. So in a way that these companies get a license to exist, if someone who espouses social values works with a company that's harmful. Because for example, if someone who is like a fast fashion haul influencer, say that all they do is fast fashion hauls all the time. If they work with H&M, no one's going to think, oh wow, H&M are now great. Like H&M are amazing Mm. and H&M are um, ethical. Whereas if someone who say like all they only talk about sustainability and they talk about justice and everything if they work with h&m for example people mm. suddenly assume that h&m that h&m might not be that bad because that person has worked with them i don't know if i've explained that well enough but no but no i think this is sense, where it's yeah. it's that's where i think it is actually difficult because i actually i actually have having thought about this a lot have and learning about social licensing campaigns especially mm. have realized how it is actually worse i think if people who already mm. have these social values then work with a harmful company, um, which is tricky yeah. because a lot of these people who exist in these spaces and have social values already have like a really high bar set for them. And so it feels like shit to then give them more, like, or to more. like, yeah, mm-hmm. to, to when there are people who like are just shit with their full chest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, but I think that we have to recognize, like, as you're saying that the context of everything as well, of like the context in which mm. all of these things happen and how th- and the impact of all of these different things um mm. but it is also it is also like really difficult at the same time are you enjoying this podcast um we really hope that you are the yikes podcast um is able to happen mostly because of the financial support from our wonderful patrons on patreon yeah i mean michaela sounds like a super deeper advertising capitalist girl but actually we're two anti-capitalist babes in a capitalist world and um by you supporting like the show um it just generally sustains it it allows us to like pay our guests that uh now and then come on the show and it allows us to do you know much more community work and be able to support different charities and just generally you know make this make this thing happen yeah and if you don't know what patreon is because i think a lot of people might not know it is basically a platform that allows you to support creators or podcasts or different kind of groups that you really like um, and you can financially support their work directly um, and it kind of stops us having to rely on things like ads which are quite 
annoying yeah um <laughs> so on patreon on the x podcast patreon there are different um tiers that you can subscribe to so they start from just three pounds a month and then kind of go up from there um for the five pounds a month one you get a bonus episode every single week um which is just us chatting about a different thing that's just happened in the news or something personal about our lives um they're much more kind of intimate those episodes um and we really enjoy making them we do q and a's as well over on the patreon and it's just another kind of space that we can interact with you guys and we really love it and we're so grateful for our patrons who have made this show possible up until now and if you'd like to become someone who supports this podcast if you have the ability to do that um then you can check out our patreon in the show notes or just go to patreon.com slash the yikes podcast um and you can check out the different tiers there and sign up to support this show we thank you so much for your support so far and we hope that you're enjoying this episode no, I but I hundred I think that really resonates, and I think but there's something to be said of like the people who are following these like influencers or whatever use your critical thinking, yeah, like because you know because also I think there's something to be said about like companies that are that we know are bad, like mm-hmm. gen like you know Amazon. It's not a secret they treat their workers like shit, mm-hmm. or you know Primark or like. I don't know, like all of these companies that are quite like well known, let's say, compared to companies that we still learn, you know, for yeah, example, like yeah. Everlane, where like they their message is really big about like sustainability, but then they have no, like they didn't pay their workers last year, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think there's like, maybe that I'm not saying that like this is an excuse, but as individuals, we are always learning. And I think there, that's for me, and I completely agree with you that, you know, actually this like the greenwashing, the woke washing is often more harmful because it creates images and it creates also it they use your picture mm-hmm. and your face mm-hmm. and your values to make them better. Um and you know, and that's like that's terrible. But I think for the individuals part of this, I think there can be space for like we're all learning yeah, and we all sure. need to be using our critical thinking. And as much as yeah, of course you have a bigger responsibility because you are in some way like if you're using advertising as some of as part of your job then you know that is your job to do the research mm-hmm. in some way but then but, but the, having yeah. said that it's really hard it's really hard because looking at these mm-hmm. organizations and like trying to like find out are they able to unionize like mm-hmm. you know the transparency where are these products coming from where's it produced how much are they buying like is there you know child care for the for the people working in mm-hmm. the like all of this is just like it is really it is super overwhelming and al- um, and also these companies are really good at hiding it like they're even yeah. even like when you're talking to them directly um mm. and i also want to like highlight here this is something that i've been thinking about for a long time this is not me saying that i've never made a mistake about this or i've never done something sure, wrong same. like at all this is just something that i've come to an aware awareness of over mm. a long time and of after having done things definitely wrong in the past um mm. and i think that's why we need to allow grace for people in many ways yeah i think that we can have accountability and grace at the same time i think those things can coexist and they need to coexist yeah i think accountability that's done in like a healthy way for kind of building things rather than only just like for building new things as well as just tearing bad things down Mm. is one that allows grace and is one that sees people in their fullness of their humanity which is a phrase that i keep saying all the time joe just just gave a bit of a smirk because i keep saying it all the time at the moment it's my new thing it's very beautiful though it's just something i've been thinking about a lot because i realize how much i haven't been seeing people in their fullness of their humanity and i've been Mm. commodifying people or like objectifying people into an inanimate thing rather than if someone Mm. who like me will do things wrong and like should and, mm-hmm. I, and also in ways, and I think that kind of an abolitionist lens would see things and a restorative justice lens would see, is able to see people in the fullness of their humanity. Um, and that's why I think there are, there are ways in which even as we like, I just, yeah, I think what I, what I was trying to say there especially was, I don't think that just because you like someone's work shouldn't mean that you shouldn't be able to criticize how yes. they've done it. I think that on social media, yeah. there's become this idea that like, you have to like, completely ignorantly ex- or uh, and wholly accept anything mm. that anyone does who you like because otherwise mm. you don't like them um and i think that there are ways in which we can criticize in a way to like call in as well like there are ways mm. in which we can call things out in a way that will then call someone in like mm-hmm. and there are ways 
in which and I think that in many ways it'd be more harmful just to to ignore it and to not say anything <laughs> because yeah. like in many ways a lot of the time these that have been causing harm to people who might not be directly around you might not be that person that you're seeing that photo of but the workers of these companies who are, mm-hmm. have been calling out against these companies for so long and speaking out against these companies um and so I think we need to remember like and, and reflect on like who are we always protecting and like is there a way that we we can see someone as a whole human and also mm-hmm. see the people who are being harmed by this, by this like greenwashing campaign as also or ethical washing campaign or woke washing or whatever campaign as mm. also human too. Like how can we hold those two things yeah. together in the way in which you respond to something? Um, mm. But it, it, but it is, it is so tricky. <laughs> there is like, but I really yeah. love that, you know, because I think in some way that greenwashing campaign is done now. Mm. Like, mm-hmm they have now the rights of that person's content to be used. Mm -hmm. Like it's done. But I think why we're calling these people in, right? And why we want change after these things happen is to prevent further actions of like, of stuff like that to happen. Because ultimately it's not the, like, even if we in a rude way call out that person, even though that's like, that's not nice and everything. And we can work on that. That's a whole different discussion, how we call in and call out people. But Ultimately, we need to, like you said, remember who's suffering the most in all of the process. Yeah, exactly. And around greenwashing, it is not the influencer that mm. suffers the most who's had now their paycheck. Mm-hmm. It's the people that are at the front lines who are continuously being exploited by these companies. They are suffering the most. And also so like me calling out someone and having an uncomfortable like conversation, right? It's, it's still so safe for me to do that. And it's still... Um, in many ways, you know, it's, yeah, it's for me kind of like the least thing I can do because I have a certain voice. Um, I don't even, I don't even have to have a platform for this, right? I can, I can have like my individual Twitter with no followers and be able to tweet about that. And I think that's like, you know, what we were discussing and with like Mary a lot, which is like the more voices we add and stuff like uh, stuff around these things are in some way changing at least how the individuals are able then to spot greenwashing and continuously like widening the circles around what is unacceptable and what is acceptable um yeah and what we want to do is have these harmful companies not have a social license to exist like we what we want to do is have it happen that um no one could do an ad with Amazon or Shell or, or any of these companies and not have like a response to it. Like it's in, it is like, um, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just wrong for people to be able to do this and not like, or, mm. and it's, it's wrong for these companies to be able to say these things and not have anything in response. And mm-hmm. green, like responding, green trolling to greenwashing has an impact because yeah. then they're going to be like, fuck we can't actually lie anymore like they know we're lying oh dear like like kind of how the shell poll that they did about um like what are you going to change to save the planet wherever it was um they that got more press about how shit Mm. shell is than shell got for being good like and and there Mm. and i think that yeah part i think for me recognizing this whole idea of a social license recognizing this whole idea that like as society, we give companies a social license to exist. Like we allow them mm. to exist by thinking it's okay for them to exist. It sh- also shows the power that that we have as a community and as um, and as mm-hmm. quote unquote society um, to um, to change that. Like mm. we can change that. I mean, sometimes it can be incredibly overwhelming. And I can get really overwhelmed because I'm just like, oh my gosh, they put billions into campaigns. Yeah to greenwash themselves and do all these different things to manipulate the public and like how are people ever meant to know mm. that these things are wrong because they they don't have the same amount of resources these companies do but that's why we need to as people who do know about this stuff like call it out all the time and not let it ever happen mm-hmm. yeah i mean when you were talking earlier about like having grace you know for example for the individuals that are doing like that are part of greenwashing campaigns I just kept on thinking um, about like how we actually, and in many ways, I think have like humanized companies. Yes. More than we actually humanize the people part or like um, around these 
around these infrastructures and i think like remembering that like we don't have to get have grace for the company and the infrastructure we have to have grace for for example a transition where the workers are not being completely left behind overnight mm -hmm. but that's not going to happen with for example a just transition but like me as an individual i don't have to have grace or sympathy for shell mm -hmm. i'm i have sympathy And I have empathy and I want change for the people that are being targeted and that are exposed to, and also the workers that are already underpaid. They, their labor conditions are so hard and harsh and yeah, like, you know, difficult in so many ways, but I don't have to have grace for the company itself. And there's a really good documentary actually on, on Netflix, which like really exposes like this long history of like us like for example like even in law the the way that companies mm -hmm. are humanized as if they have the same like human rights as an individual i was gonna say because that's something they talk about on drilled which i found wild mm. that in u.s law i'm actually not sure how it is in uk law but in u.s law um a company has the same rights as a person like around freedom Imagine. of speech and things which i just find like absolutely wild like so under that there's been a lot of lawsuits around whether a company can just lie because it technically mm -hmm. has the same rights as a, as a person, as a human yeah. does, which I was like, this is fucking wild. Like this is actually yeah. outrageous. But that just shows again, like how entangled, for example, our law, our government structures are with these companies, mm -hmm. right? And like, if we, I mean, the US is a lot more known for this. Um, but I mean, even when we look at like industries, for example, like in Germany, for example, the meat industry, like they don't, they have like lower taxes because they're seen as essential products than like vegetarian options, which, you know, creates a vicious cycle of what people, you know, like if the taxes, for example, aren't the same, people will actually naturally buy products without tax, which means, but also it's because the, the people making the decisions around taxes get money from the meat companies. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's always this like yeah. vicious cycle. It's almost the UK around around fossil fuels because um, the amount yeah. of fossil fuel subsidies that the, sorry, the amount of subsidies that the fossil fuel companies get from the UK government is huge. Like the, the fossil fuel industry in the UK would not be able to exist as it does without subsidies from, from the UK government. Um, yeah. And I don't, and I just don't think people know about that. And it's mm. really, yeah, it is like these, these corporations get more of a say than, than like people who, who are people <laughs> in this country, Literally. in this country and yeah. in countries all over the world. And, and if we look at the world as a whole, like corporations get more of a say than most people do, like as in even groups of people Literally. do, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. even if we look at how um, in the UK government on the climate change committee, like there are multiple people, I can't remember how many people, there are multiple people who are on that committee who have investments in fossil fuel com companies. So that is going yeah. to impact the decisions they make. Like these companies have so much influence. And I know this is kind of like mm. a, a bigger thing that we're going on to here than, than just greenwashing. But I think that it's really important and I don't think it can be overstated, like how much power and influence these companies have and therefore how much effort we all need to put in to counter this whenever we see it like just not we can't let it slide um whether it is yeah. kind of um bp or shell or one of these fossil fuel companies doing like a, a kind of fake op-ed like a sponsored op-ed for the new york times where they pretend that mm. it's an op-ed that was commissioned but really it's just a way of them just talking about how they're quote-unquote good on climate when actually they're yeah. terrible like we can't let any of these things slide like we need to make it so that these companies can't work anywhere or exist anywhere. Like they just don't have the social license to exist. And um, there are so many great actions like the BP or not BP, like that is the question, that that, that group prevented, um, I think it was the, port the National Portrait Gallery was meant to be sponsored by BP. And they did actions to basically be like, you can't, like, you can't have this happen. You can't have this be sponsored by BP because they caused all this different harm. And they got a result from that. Like they, it ended up the BP, they said that the, the BP wouldn't be sponsoring these, these kind of events in the future. Um, and that is a way of being like, these companies aren't actually allowed to work in any spaces outside of their own like terrible, harmful spaces. Like we aren't going to give them the social license to exist. We're going to call out how they're harmful. And we need to do that whenever we see greenwashing. Otherwise people will see an ad mm. from H&M with 
Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones um, saying like, hey, they're you never so sustainable. Like, wah, wah, wah. And they're going to oh, believe it because yeah. what other information do they have? Like, and it's not, it's actually not yeah. fair on that, like to everyone else. And that's no. why we need to call it out. Yeah. I mean, because having to navigate all of these different like decisions, like I think we already, you know, have such an overload on decisions every single day of like, like even if you just look at, for example, let's say toothbrushes in the supermarket, there's a bazillion toothbrushes and now you have to navigate. Do you want the bamboo one with the plastic bristles or with the like, you know, but then it has a plastic wrapping and then you're like, oh my gosh, like what am I going to do? And now I'm a failure in the zero waste community. And like all of that is just like, it like we need to go away from these like tiny tiny small individual mm. things where we put all of the information load on the individual and blame the individual for having done the wrong choice even but when we do have the knowledge then that is our duty to and we have the ability to avoid you know harmful for example purchases or something then i think we we do need to step into that and you know act on the responsibility and the ability that we have but something that um i've just also been thinking a lot about like you know the international solidarity um around this topic because in many in many ways like these companies already you know they come from our countries they come from our societies we have benefited of them for decades like um and so rather than always just responding afterwards when they're already digging in other countries and other regions far away from our own homes and being like, I can't believe this is happening. I think we need to organize better in stopping them from going there in the mm -hmm. first place because it's a lot harder when they're already there to stop mm -hmm. them and to repair harm. Like, I think we need to better organize in, yeah, in, in like, you know, stopping the harm before it's even done. Um, so I've been, but that's that's a really big task and I'm not even... I'm not even sure how that's exactly done. For example, with fossil fuel in industry, mm. like that's already so well established, mm. right? But well, um, I guess it's things like just blocking them from allowing new discovery. Yeah. Like that should just not be allowed. Like yeah, and yeah. campaigning against that. Like it, uh, there's absolutely no, there's, there's more. If we burn all of the fossil fuels that currently exist in the world, if we burn all of them, mm. we would absolutely exceed any kind of climate like targets oh, like three point we would, we we would, would exceed like point. Yeah, yeah. we'd be so far gone so it's actually ridiculous to even to it's, it's just it's just i just i actually it frustrates yeah, yeah. me so much that these new licenses are still allowed to be kind of given out and that's something mm. that we can actively resist um but also kind of linking back to what you were saying about kind of like individual choices this is why i think the individual choice argument just does not hold up because if we make it just about consumer choices and individual choices, then it is really easy for these companies to just co-op that. Do you know what I mean? Like they can just be like, oh, mm. consumers want a bamboo toothbrush. We'll come out with a bamboo toothbrush, yeah, but we'll yeah. carry on making all our other toothbrushes too. Like they'll they'll just make a, a line of this thing. <laughs> they won't change their mm. business model. They'll just make a line. <laughs> but this is exactly, this is what, for example, KFC did with their vegan burger because they were like, or like, look, we're like becoming ethical whilst actually their meat production rose. Mm. And no one talked about that. And like, and I think, I mean, this is also where we need to interrogate green capitalism yeah. because just by turning things green doesn't make it sustainable. And I mean, we've said this enough already in this episode, but for me, it's more harmful. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, I'm just like, I am so tired of it. I just, just say with full chest that you want profits over anything mm -hmm. else. And then we know where we are up against. And then we can, we, we're still going to tear you down, but at least we know where we stand, right? Um, and consumers know where we and stand. I mean, there will be people who, like there will be people who, who disagree with us on this, but this is, but like, mm -hmm. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, but I personally think, not even just think like having, like with my reading and my involvement in like movements mm -hmm. and things, like, capitalism won't be our savior like we can't rely on this system of of that is inherently built on exploitation to save us from this crisis yeah. which has been caused by this system and so yeah like all of these like greenwashing like these lines all these things all they do is a lot is prop up the existing system like yeah i know that we're, we're kind of being like a bit of a repeat we're repeating like, this ah! over and over but it's yeah. important to that that's what greenwashing does that's what these sustainable lines do all it does is allow these existing systems that are causing harm to continue to exist. And what mm. we should need is not reform of, we don't need like reform of terrible mm. systems, 
we don't we need to allow terrible systems to continue to exist we need to like tear them the fuck down and create new systems and create a new world and stop investing in the current system and start investing in new ones Mm -hmm. um and that means investing Mm -hmm. our energy our time like so many different things um but that's why like that's what i would say kind of in response to the argument of like but at least they're doing this like at least that shows they're caring like Mm -mm. no they only care about their they only care about profits they only care about their shareholders like they don't give a fuck like come talk to me when you cut down like because the way they could actually be sustainable especially when it comes to fast fashion would be just making less clothes like it'd be more sustainable than them making it like a sustainable Mm -hmm. line but they know that being that making an announcement like we're making less clothes that doesn't like that the average person won't see that as being sustainable so they'll be like they won't get it that won't sell them that won't sell them more garments that won't like make them more money Mm. so they don't care about what will actually create an impact they just care about what we'll sell them stuff yeah (laughs) um yeah and yeah i mean maybe also like one last thing about like our government because also our government does a lot of greenwashing Mm -hmm. and for example the way that they set their climate targets um always focusing on for example net emissions means that like it only has to be within your own country Mm. um and also it excludes for example shipping and like flights or aviation Mm -hmm. and everything that is export like you know that's produced abroad for this country so i mean the uk is so good in that because and this is why emissions had gone down actually for the uk and in last few years is because they have exported most of the industry the uk like the the big thing that they export is like financial and like insurance shy and like you don't even need to that's not a factory like that's Mm -hmm. you know that's like technical like so most of their emissions are you know in other countries and that they don't have to account for that and by upholding that and just focusing on your net emissions means that they can greenwash themselves in being in saying that they are the most ambitious leaders or you know they are i don't know I mean, throw in some nationalism as well and you have the perfect, like, you know, line of being like, oh, we are blah, 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 blah. We are so great and all of this and we are combining all of these targets. Whereas, again, you're just shipping your waste to other countries. You're shipping your Mm -hmm. emissions to other countries. You're upholding, you're still impoverishing other countries for personal profits while having a line of, we are actually the most sustainable in the world. Mm -hmm. And... um. And all of it upholds each other. And it's yeah, all just about so. looks, all superficial. Like, we yes. just need to call out. And, and the thing about exporting emissions is so important because it's something I don't think people understand fully. Like, yeah. that so many of, especially in the UK, like, we don't manufacture things here that much at all. Like, yeah. most of these emissions like, are exported. Yeah. And then they'll just talk about domestic emissions. And it's like, Okay, mm-hmm. so you really like you just want to manipulate people. Yeah. There's so much manipulation yeah, that yeah. happens, and yeah, it's it, so it is it is re- it feels like like really like I don't want I don't want to like cop language, but like it feels like abusive in the way that they'll be like, we're going to manipulate the public and all of you mm. to tell you all these different things, and then we're going to blame all of you for the climate crisis. You know what I mean? Like we're going to say you yeah. need to like yeah, yeah, change yeah. this and that that and that, and like whilst obviously like the fact that we live in the uk like we have a bigger footprint and stuff there are Mm. other organizations and institutions and companies that are responsible for this and and they know that and they will just like just attract away and that's why when that's why i think we talk about like resisting carbon footprints as an idea like as an individualist idea because a lot of it is just to to point the finger back at you and not at them and we need to point the finger at the hundred companies that are responsible for a third of all greenhouse gas emissions like we need to point the finger at the 20 companies responsible mm. for oh no 100 sorry 100 companies responsible for 71 percent of all greenhouse gas emissions 71 um, and yeah. 20 companies responsible for a third since the pre-industrial era like it's a very mm. small group of mm-hmm. like companies who have caused this harm it's like governments who just want because they want to live in elections like they're just gonna show the good stuff yeah um it's mm-hmm. these in- systems that are inherently harmful, which are the problem. And that's why mm. we need to resist them. We need to call this out. And we need to stop thinking that greenwashing is progress in any way, because in many ways, it's actually holding us yeah. so much further back. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in many yeah. ways, this was just a rant about... <laughs> yeah, this was just a rant. Well, happy Earth Day, guys, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Sorry, that was such a loud laugh. Oh, oh my gosh. Um... 
yeah obviously there are loads of yeah. like hopeful and joyous things that are happening as well but this is an important thing to talk about because yeah. i bet you that on earth day we are going to see like mm. amazon sustainability partners or something some shit like that yeah, yeah. i kind of want to like do like a bingo like maybe, maybe i like, like a bingo maybe sheet. we need yeah. to like mm-hmm. bet us yes let's do a bingo like, sheet. what the brands are going to say what, what will they say yeah 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 Oh, definitely, like, um, what do they usually say? I've just, like... I mean, BP will probably just, like, tweet their bio, which is, like, we care, like, working for people and planet. Was it? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, Reimagining energy for people and our planet. Hashtag BP net zero. (laughs) Um, Oh, my gosh. Honestly, if you're listening to this, just go and troll BP and Shell and and H&M, all of them, like, call out all the things, like, call out all their stuff, because yeah it's actually ridiculous. conscious consumerism is going to be one of them mm. like dedicated to conscious con- ethical living ethical living fucks me over mm. like oh i hate and i it. still get called an ethical living blogger everywhere <laughs> <laughs> everywhere it's because <laughs> like well not after this well, episode <laughs> yeah, please stop everyone just gonna let everyone know please stop um but it's because that's technically what I used to do. Like I used to talk about individual action and like individual change and yeah. like, and I'd call myself an ethical living blogger and all this stuff. Um, and obviously like I went through this whole like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Um, changing. Yeah. But yeah, and I still get called an ethical living. And to say everyone is obsessed with like, I feel like I don't talk about sustainable fashion that much. And then I, and then I always get like mm. asked about it. Anyway, that's beside the point. But um, yeah, no, that's why we need to move beyond individual stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to just seeing everything and just being like, what the F is going on? But yeah. But then also, like, I don't even know these companies' names. Joe doesn't know the name of anything. Pretty little things, you know? <laughs> I've got you now on my radar, so I'm going to be checking you out. <laughs> earth day like remember that it's more than individual action it's more than that like yeah. climate work is so much more than that and if you want to learn kind of mm. or not even learn probably just like listen to us talk a bit more about that on episode two yikes which will probably be quite embarrassing to listen back to now <laughs> but um, we talked all yeah. about like system change versus lifestyle change um but on earth day you're gonna have a lot of people talking to you about carbon footprints i bet you you're gonna have a lot of people talking to you about mm. individual action i'm not going to tell you that all that all of that is bad like we do need some individual action. It it do has yeah, a place. like boycotting fast place. fashion is a good thing to do. For example, like making some changes is a good thing to do, but it's not the end. When you have the opportunity to step into justice, you always need yes, to. Yeah. But it's not going to be the like you as an individual are not going to be able to solve the multi-level, multi-dimensional crises and the and the root causes of these crises. Like mm-hmm. it's just not going to be and a, possible. And a way that we so. can step towards doing that is calling these mm-hmm. com- these companies out, calling out these lies. Well, why they're always lies. lying. Um, lies. Oh my gosh, <laughs> stop fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we hope that this was both accessible and enjoyable. We wanted it to be kind of mm-hmm. a space that if you haven't heard about greenwashing, you might still be able mm-hmm. to understand what the fuck we're talking about. Um, if you didn't understand, apologies. Um, but <laughs> Google has great resources it's on these friend. things um it's genuinely like greenwashing is something that there are tons of like really great resources mm. that have been done just about greenwashing that will give you examples that yeah. will give you so many so much information and if you want to learn more and also do a deeper dive as well um as i mentioned before the drill podcast is mm-hmm. so so great about this i learned more about greenwashing than i've ever learned in my life from those episodes um it's really really interesting especially season one and season three talk most about pr and greenwashing and i genuinely cannot recommend it more um and also you can join the patreon because they have like extra great content on there and also it's just it's just good to support independent journalism about climate stuff Mm -hmm. in general as a general thing um yeah while talking of patrons thanks to our patrons for supporting this work and our work here um we're really grateful to all of you this podcast episode was edited and sound magic was done by the wonderful Finley Mowit. I have been your co-host, Michaela Loach. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's just my name. 
And uh, I've been Joe Becker and I'm Trees and Peace on Instagram. And you can follow the pod at the Yikes Podcast on Instagram. And please give us really, really good reviews on Apple Podcasts because it really helps the podcast to um, just be shared more and just be found more by more people. And obviously that's what we want to people to get to listen yeah for some reason apple reviews mean more than other reviews in how a podcast is promoted so please do genuinely like just take two minutes to review the pod because we're so (laughs) grateful and to everyone who's reviewed it so far we're so grateful apart from the person who gave us um a one star review (laughs) oh we're gonna troll you we're gonna find you (laughs) we actually won't we don't care um but you're entitled to your your opinion opinion, like it's cool i mean that's fair um (laughs) we can be annoying sometimes i can understand that <laughs> it was probably true, BP. That's true. That they were they probably yeah. It is, that's you know. It was. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And um, remember to subscribe and share and do all those lovely things. Um, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Bye.